Lacey from Shine by Mabukai. And I have my co-host here, Sierra the Juice. We have also... Hey, Kenya. Hey, Hola. Hi, y'all. So before we start, I do want to say that this is like a ladies-only topic. Um, so the only person that's going to be here who is a male is our recording guy. So shout out to Timmy, Tim, Timmy. Thank you for being here and recording. Um, so the topic today is a little controversial and it's an important question that I think everybody should be talking about. Should men have a say in abortions? So before we start, I'm going to read something that I found statistically showing. So the reflective, the reflective Democrat Party campaign out of 42,000 elected officials in America, 71% are held by men. Even more staggering, 90% of those positions are held by whites and 65% of that 42,000 are white men. White men make up about 31% of the US population. Women, meanwhile, make up 51% of the population. The organization compared this data from elected officials in the summer of 2014 to the recent census today. So, so I think that starts it off. Like how do men make decisions for our bodies, especially when it's not to say like this, but it is white men, 72%. So that's a lot. 71%, I'm sorry, 71. <laughs> so how do you guys feel? Wait, you want to start off? Okay. I cannot hear her. They're going through it. Like, that's the only person that needs to have a say. You know, that's just me. That's just me. Okay, that's just your opinion. I felt that. I think that I can feel like, in general, men should not have a say overall in our bodies and what we do with our bodies. We shouldn't, like, men shouldn't have the one and only say. It shouldn't be that 71%. I think that women need to be in there. So either it's it's 50-50. I feel like it takes two to tango. So everybody knows what it is to be tangoing. So I feel like it takes two to tango. I think it takes two people to, I guess, sit down and say, hey, how do we handle this situation? And how do we move forward without your feelings being hurt or my feelings being hurt? But that 71% bothers me because men will never know how it feels to carry life. They'll never have the body changes that come with it. Wait, I know you and I spoke about that um, previously to this podcast. We do have our side convos. Uh, so it's like, a, I think, I think it's, it's, it's an even weight. You know that lady on the statue and she has like the weights and it's held like this. It can't be like this. You got to like balance and say, okay, this is something that it does take two to create a child, but this one person has to go through the body changes, the emotional changes, the mental changes. So I think that right, that part where the man doesn't, he just is on the sidebar, which is important, but hey, what do you, how do you feel, Jazz? 
Okay, okay, okay. So I'm back on that. I do, you know, empathize a little bit with the men because there are some men that really want kids and want to be there for the, you know, their children. And it is sad when they want the kid and then the mother doesn't and the mother just goes on about the baby. You know, so I, I feel I'm very in the middle about it, but ultimately I feel like no one but one person should have say over the person's life, the person's body, Mm. Mm, that part okay how do you feel about men in therapy I know that I'm gonna bring up a situation say you know the two are going through it they decide that you know an abortion is the correct thing for them to do what happens when that person goes to the back of the room to have the procedure performed and the man sits there is he why aren't there therapy sessions for him and not just the woman or is that fair is it fair to say well he didn't go through the experience he didn't lay on the table he didn't so what emotions can he feel us as women we actually go through i want to say physically a little more than men so we feel like you know they don't understand unless they've been through it they can't go through it so they won't really ever truly understand they only would have an idea of it but i agree kind of traumatizing as well but I just feel like for women we forget that it is traumatizing for the men I agree oh Auntie Josie's in the room sorry to interrupt you with hi Auntie Josie hello good well since you're here I want to jump in with you too about should men have a say in abortion men have a say in abortions yeah, I think so. Um, would they say matter? In the long run, it's going to be the ultimate decision of a woman because it's her body. But do they have a right to speak peace? Yeah. But in the long run, the ultimate decision is that that that's I agree. I agree. Do you know, well, we just spit a fact that 71% of the men who are in like our political positions are men and they're white men that make decisions on our bodies and abortion laws. And so I think that that should definitely be more weighed out. Like it should be 50-50. It shouldn't be just 71% of a specific race making that one decision on a woman's body. I think that's crazy. I think that's bananas. Yeah, that, oh, and men in therapy too. Do men get therapy? Like, do they get therapy when they go into the clinic with you and they go through the experience? Do they get? Do they get it? I notice that there is there's a lot of on their mind. Like, we think about us as women having to go through it, but mentally, do does anyone ever think, okay? Well, maybe he has, he, he feels a certain type of way about it. Also. And that's when, like you said, we sit down as, you know, you sit down as adults and have that conversation on what decision you're about to make or how you feel about these decisions. Because we, we, we are always worried about what the woman feels, you know, and it is very important, but it is also important 
to to check on a man's Netflix also. I agree. I agree with that. We got to check on the men's mental. Definitely. If it's like a, a, a marriage, a, a relationship that is definitely on the same page. So if they're both in agreement of, um, you know, terminate in that pregnancy, um, then, yeah, I think that it, it's beneficial for both of them to have therapy, um, some type of a reach out feedback session because uh, everyone goes through it. And I don't think anyone is exempt. Mm-hmm. I agree. And should men be allowed to go back there with you as support? Like in a birth, they're allowed. To, you're allowed to have somebody with you. Why are men not allowed behind those white doors? They don't even know who's going to be there, who the doctor is, who's touching you, which let me spit a fact really quick. Abortionist physicians are 74.1% male. Mm. who are performing these abortions it's not a woman who's or a 74 percent chance of the time it's going to be a male performing that procedure so should a man or whoever you're with or whoever that supportive person is whether it is his baby it's not his baby should they be allowed behind those doors to experience that with you again if it's a consensual relationship (laughs) and it's a consensual decision then I'm going to say, why not? Uh, it's just like you said, they're allowed back there when the baby's being born. Um, if this is something that they both have decided to move forward with, then yeah, why not? I think that in some cases, if you pre-schedule or set up some type of a reason for that person to be back there, they may or may not. But I don't think that that's something that's offered or just allowed off rip. You, it's something that I think you have to mm. set up in advance. Mm. And it shouldn't be that way. I feel like if we are giving men a say and it is this 50-50, why should it have to be something where, you know, you got to get the doctor's consent? I mean, how do you feel, Jasmine? I feel as if there shouldn't be. Like she said, um, if, it's, if it's a consensual decision, why not let the, the other part go to the back? It's, you know, when there's life being born, you know, you expect someone to be there and support you through what you're going through. So why not do it when you're making this decision? Mm. Would you travel across state to do this? Because now that we have laws in place, certain states don't allow abortions at all. So this 71% of our politicians who are men have banned this. Would you travel across state and do this? Or whether he wanted it or not, say it was something where it was like, well, I don't, it wasn't Mm -hmm. something that was mutual. Would you drive across state to do that if it was something that you, a decision? Because we keep forgetting that abortion doesn't just mean like, oh, I want to terminate this pregnancy. It can be something that is a physical thing. Like Mm -hmm. the baby could be growing outside of the fetus. It could make you sick. There's certain circumstances. So now right. we're given the, well, not given the choice, but it's like, what happens if say you're in Texas and Texas is like, no, we don't do abortions. Do Are you going to travel across state to say New York or Massachusetts or Virginia to get one done? Whitney, I see the, I see the, I see the rolling in the eyes. Yes, I was like, oh. uh, just yes, because I feel like, <laughs> 
there's like you said, there's different reasons. Like it could be a mental reason. Like you can't force anyone to have a kid. That's why we have certain mothers who are not ready to be mothers who kill their kids and stuff. They're not ready. You know what I mean? They could have been forced to have that child and now they're forced to take care of this child or they were tricked into having children and now they have them by themselves. Like there's a lot of things that abortion can prevent. Like a lot of homeless kids. You know what I mean? People say have the baby, have the baby, but we have all these kids in foster care that nobody wants to help take care of. And it's just going to be adding these innocent babies into this messed up system when, you know... And you said people. I Do do family members have a decision or is this something that is just kept between you two? Sometimes, like in certain, you know, in certain cultures, you know, they... If you're young and you have, or even if you're living with your mom or whatever, they will damn near force you to get an abortion if they feel like that's the right thing. So mm-hmm. some people feel like they don't have a choice. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And when our reality, like if we knew better back then, we we have a freaking choice. Like we could have, you know what I mean? I feel like if we knew better, we do better. But sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't, and yeah. <laughs> mm. I don't think family should like to try to force women to do right with their bodies and it right. doesn't affect nobody but that one woman. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and again, ultimately woman. it's going to be that person's sole decision. I mean, mommy can say you're going here, mm-hmm. but now we get in runaways. Now we get in um people who's just being downright you know you're rebelling now you know and that's not a good situation either so yeah I don't feel as if I mean I get it parents are here to try to lead you in the right direction right so at this time it's not the right time to be conceiving or bringing a child into the world right so you're supposed to I guess take that lead by example so but still again for me personally speaking it's my body and if I choose to, then that's what's going to happen. If I choose to go to nine months and carry, then that's what's going to happen. But everyone's say is heard and I'm going to listen to it, but it does not mean it's going to have the impact on my ultimate decision because it's going to be about me. I'm going to be the person who's going to be left with the child or I'm going to be the person that has to sit on that stretcher in the back room with the doctors, you know, like mm-hmm. you said, Tanasia, predominantly white men who's mm-hmm. taking this this um, fetus out of me, you know? So it, that's going to be my decision and it's my body. And I know that at the end, if you've ever experienced it, it's you who goes through that and you alone. Yeah. So. Yep. Yeah. I agree. I agree. And why do we think that like, African-American and Hispanic women have the, like, just a higher rate of getting an abortion versus our white women peers. Like, Planned Parenthood, what is it? What what I got in my notes? Planned Parenthood makes $1.6 billion a year. And out of that $1.6 billion, 95% are abortions of that money. So why is it that Hispanic and, I guess... Yeah, black women and or ethnic, let's say ethnic women are 
more likely to get an abortion than our peers? Is it because there isn't a man's decision? Is it because is it because of family? Is it because of culture? I know sometimes that plays into effect, like a lot of cultural things happen and it's like, no, like we're not doing this. Or is it that we have more of them in our areas? Is that what it is? Like Whitney, I see the point. In. <laughs> I'm like, it's go a ahead. mix, honestly, of all of that. I feel like mm -hmm. there might be more in our areas to get us to stop, you know, populating as a, you know, Black culture. And I feel like also more, maybe more of our people use it as a birth control method instead of, mm -hmm. in, you know, like a bailout method. And, girl, mm -hmm. <laughs> go ahead say it say it just say it we on the podcast just say it it kind of slipped my mind but yes it's like it's not it's not a contraceptive it is a contraceptive but it's a what kind like are we going and we getting birth control are we getting some form of birth control or is it just like a oh oopsie I'm, I'm just gonna, gonna just eat me and, and you know i'm gonna go to right. the clinic three times a month like no we can't you know it's a limit now Ew. I feel like, <laughs> no, it comes from all of those yeah, yeah i mean if you're seriously finding yourself back to back we need to talk about other alternatives right like there's mm -hmm. other things you can do other than aborting babies you can get your tubes tied right burn those burn them things off so you don't have to be worried about that ever again right or you can ask your mate who clearly, like you said, is skeeting all up in you and don't care about those 15 Look, I didn't mean to, say that like <laughs> to, the, to the abortion clinic, right? So right. maybe he needs to go and get, what's that thing called when they snip their little things? You might, need, baby. Mm -hmm. you might need to get a snip if you want to keep having this type of fun. You know what I mean? So, exactly. I mean, but again, that's to each their own. Mm-hmm. No matter how and it's a conversation that needs to be had, yeah, between the couple. Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. do I want kids? Do I not want kids? Like, because if you just say to somebody, hey, you know what? We're in this relationship. I don't plan to have kids for the first, like, five years. Then y'all got it already. He's like, okay, cool. Maybe they, you guys are on the same. Or, hey, how about three? How about three years? Then you guys agree on it. So I think that's a conversation that in relationships, when you first get into them, and it needs to be had. Like, hey, like, do you want kids? Do you already have kids? Is this something that you want to do? Like, when are you going to be stable? Are we financially stable to be doing this before we even hop to abortion? So that way we can back to, you know, do men still have a say? Yeah, they have a say because we had a whole conversation about it. So this isn't a surprise to anybody. I feel like when you, like you said, when you're going into being sexually active, I feel like that is the most important conversation that you need to have. It, each party needs to know what they want, what they don't want. And everybody needs to know what they're ready for and not ready for. But, you know, sometimes th that doesn't happen. And then things go farther than you think they're going to go or things are going and you think, oh, well, everything will be okay. He's, you know, he's here, but then when a baby comes, you know, you're stuck. And I mean, there's a lot of different reasons why people go for, you know, an abortion. 
But then to back to the question when you were asking, why do you think in the, you know, it's so many in the black community? Well, we do think about how we're striving. You know, it is expensive financially to support a child. So, you know, where you probably have Susie over here and her parents are there, you know, and are able to help her financially. Well, they, you know, talk her into, you know, go ahead and having the baby. As to where a Black um, male, female doesn't have the option. So, you know, this is the option that she thinks she has and she doesn't have that support. And she knows that she can't do it financially or whatever the case may be, mentally. Or it, it, like you said, it could be health related. Like there's, it goes beyond, you know, to what the reason could be. And also to piggyback off, you know, little white and black thing, I feel like too, uh, most, I guess it's, I feel like it's instilled more into white Caucasian people to wait until marriage to have kids. Mm. You know what I mean? And us as black people, I feel like we really don't have to talk with our kids about sex and what happens when you have sex. We say, just don't do it. You know what I mean? Don't ask no questions. Just don't do it. You ain't supposed to do it. Don't do it. So we like, okay, why can't we do this? Let's go do it. And we like, oh, that's why we're not supposed to do this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I feel like ours is more trial and error. You know, we... Yeah, we don't have that type of, I mean, we don't have that type of generational wealth. If we're thinking about history, that's we don't it. have that. So and we don't have that structure that they have or that they've built throughout our years so it is kind of when you do have a baby sometimes it's great grandmama grandma mom's helping you you know if it is a single parent household or if both parents are in the picture it really is like grandma mom great grandma like everybody is kind of in that knit circle in that community is gonna to help take care of that child like a tribe but we don't really see the whole like oh mom and dad in a household together you know, for 50 years, and then the next generation, so-and-so's together for 50 years, we don't really get that, so I definitely understand that they're more so taught to wait until marriage, like, marriage is the utmost thing to look up to when you're in a relationship, so I agree, I agree. Yeah, but when we were, I know when I was coming up, I don't know everyone's age, but (laughs) no, when I was coming up, my mom definitely, and my grandma, you know, it was it was about those um, qualities and they installed those that that historical like you need to get married before you have your first, you know, intercourse session. But that it's it's all about, I guess, what you're listening to. Right. Right. Society, too. Mm-hmm. Like what's so going on in up, media. Yeah. So and I think and I don't know if I'm right or not, but I think that it's more of. Um, people picking up around what's around them, you know, not what mom and dad is saying these days. It's more or less like what's going on in the streets. What's the hardest tune or hit in the in the in the in the wreckage? Like I was talking to my son the other day. I was like, I never knew when it was cool to be a junkie, popping pills, doing whatever. And I'm like, 
And then his response is, because that's what those rappers are saying today. Okay, well, those rappers were saying the same shit when I was coming up. And they also were saying, you know, like, she's a bugaboo or, you know, they just, mm -hmm. they said things in the songs that you didn't necessarily have to take off role modeling. You know what I mean? But right now I feel like as soon as you hear something, people jump to it. And I, mm. I don't think that it's more or less about what mommy and daddy's saying anymore. It's about what Joe Smo and your boys up the hill got to say, you know, and how you're responding to it. Do you want to be in the in crowd or do you want to be in the out crowd? You know, mm -hmm. so I think those things were installed in us. I think that somewhere along the lines, it got like lost though. Mm -hmm. I think the generation now is more they're just like all electronics like they didn't have much family time together so we they, grew up on 16 and pregnant do you remember when that was did, cool yeah. when that whole but show you know, the came generation now like they don't have any of that so they miss all that and they're just like oh i'm gonna just do this to be like them and da 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 you they know? don't have time and to watch also, um, most of us in the black didn't grow up as a family so like right it's a lot of stuff that we just see and we we just do to. we haven't gotten like you said generational curses we still yep. have those just flowing within i also know. think that there's a lot of that i'm sorry what i think that there's a lot of things that we just have to pay attention to and especially as parents Okay, we know why we didn't listen to our parents. Some people would say, my parents never talked to me. My parents yelled at me. My parents, it's the way my parents, you know, came off. Didn't make me want to listen to them. I just thought they was just nagging or whatever. That's the stuff we have to pay attention to progressing, like moving forward. Okay, we know maybe we have to reach these children in a different type of way than what our parents did or the parents before that. So maybe that they could listen or maybe that they would, you know, open up their eyes and realize that that's just for show. That's just for cloud. These people, you know, you see these people living this life, but honey, you know, it's really not like that. It, it's just like we have to talk to our children rather than talk at them, that, that, that could be a big part in, you know, a lot of these kids' lives. Yeah, communication. Communication. And I feel like a lot of men don't know how to communicate. Like, mm. bringing it back to men, I'm like, a lot of men don't know how to communicate. So now we're saying, well, should men have a say? But I'm like, do some of them even know how to communicate to say that they have a say? Do they even know how to emotionally connect and communicate to say, hey, I really do want this baby and I really think we could do this. And I am really like, you know, really down or, hey, I'm not ready at all. I'm going to tell you that now I'm being honest. But if this is your choice, then I guess I'm just going to have to either rock it out or you just might not see me. Like, I think sometimes that's the communication. And again, that parenting. Where you're like, oh, you know. I'm pregnant, they're like, well, shoot, I don't care what you do, da, 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 da. Or you'd be like, you know, I'm thinking about getting an abortion because I'm not financially stable. You know, you want to have that conversation, and I'm like, oh, whatever, just do what you want to do. And then you get the abortion, oh, well, I'm mad at you because, da, 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 da. And it's like, I tried to have this conversation with you. What do you want me to do? Like, I only have nine months. 
clock ticks, baby. <laughs> well, not really. You got fast. a couple weeks. If it's an abortion, you got a couple weeks. The time is ticking. Like, really? We can't wait. Can, to get the abortion, the non-surgical abortion, you only got nine weeks. And you don't find out you're pregnant about almost eight. So you really got a week. You right, to figure it out. So, men, if y'all listening, y'all need to learn how to communicate effectively and efficiently. It's okay to show emotions and to communicate. Yeah. I don't know why. That goes back to the parenting thing. I feel like <laughs> men don't know how to communicate because of how they were raised. A lot of men are forced to sit down. No, you ain't supposed to do this. You're supposed to be this. You're supposed to be this. You're supposed to be this. You're not You're supposed, supposed to be strong. Don't no cry. <laughs> How do you communicate without expressing yourself? Exactly. And a lot of them, they need to figure that out because, um, you know, everyone might, I hear a lot of people say, oh, it's their mothers, the way they raised them. But technically, we don't know how these mothers were raising their children, right? These young men, right? It's, It's right back to what I was saying. They'd rather follow Peter and Paul then, you know, to take after the role model that's right in front of them. Um, so that leads to, my question is, is if a man says to you, as a woman, no, I'm not ready for a kid, and neither are you. And I know we're saying that it's our choice, but is that to be taken into consideration before yes. you do the next step? Yes. That's a communication part because now you know, like you right. know, like exactly. you you can't say when you had the baby that you didn't know and you thought he was going to be there and you thought he was going to hold your hand. No, 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 no. He told you what it was like and you can't expect that either. Your expectations can't be super high where you're like, well, he's going to come. No, he told you what it was. So I believe a man should have a say and say, hey, I'm not ready. Mm-hmm. And, I and us not taking like, it personal. Don't take it personal for you. You cannot have a baby for nobody else because at the end of the day, you are stuck with that child. Not saying in a bad way, but you have to make sure this child is alive. Like, you have to make it to the end with this child. It is not easy, okay? They cute and stinky and all that, but it's it's a real deal <laughs> out in these streets. Mm-hmm. It's a real it life. It is. Does but anybody have any life. lasting thoughts? I know we're about to run out of time. So I'm like, does anybody have any lasting thoughts? This is a great combo for Women's yes. International Day. And Still a Man is sponsoring this, by the way. Shout out to Still, Still a Man, man David out. and Robert. Yes. Thank you. So thank you guys for tuning in. Um, I know that everybody wants to do their shout out. So I'm T. Lacey again. You can find me on Shine by Mabukai. I also hop on to Juicy, the Juicy Talks. <laughs> Late night talks. Um, sometimes I co-host with Miss Sierra. Uh, you can find me at Mabukai, M-A-B-U-K-A-I. And if everybody wants to give where you can find everybody, it'll be linked below too. I am the Juice 92. All my socials, that right there. Okay. You can follow me on Instagram at j.kenyella. And you can also find me um, on Spotify, chatting up with the Jews. <laughs> the Jews, the Jews. Okay. 
<laughs> right. And don't forget to check out Still a Man S dot A dot M Still a Man on YouTube Anchor. Yes, the men are supposed to come back and do a whole entire session that's closed off about the same exact topic. We're not allowed, but you will be able to listen to it and the men will be able to listen to us. So I'm so excited. So guys, I hope you guys have a good night. Make good decisions, make good choices and know that it is always 50-50. Keep shining. Bye. Bye.